welcome to Healthy Not Hungry, the bite-sized podcast all about redefining what healthy actually means. I'm your host, nutritionist and personal trainer, Rachel Doss. Here's what's on today's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healthy Not Hungry. I'm your host, Rach. It's so great to have you with us today. I hope that your day is treating you well, whatever time of day it may be. And that you are just feeling grateful to be alive because that's a great thing to be grateful for. So I've got a few things I want to talk about today. But before we get into the episode, I thought I would start with a weekly recommendation that I have. Um, This one I've been doing for quite some time. But basically, I had a girlfriend message me saying that she was just struggling a bit with being hungry and tired in the afternoon and having a slump. And I suggested this to her. So I thought it'd be a great thing to suggest It is Muscle Nation Custard Protein Bars. Now, if you have not tried them, honestly, they are delicious. They're like oozy in the middle. They're sweet. They've got all different flavors. The birthday cake I love, but also the chocolate hazelnut's really good. But it tastes like this really yummy, like you're having a treat. And you've got like 20-something grams of protein in it, good amounts of like sugars, carbs, fats. It's a really healthy snack alternative. Um, but mostly they're delicious, which, you know, I'm all about enjoying food as you have it. So that's my recommendation, especially if you find maybe you're busy at work and you miss that meal. I know for me, my main time of day, I normally eat them is actually breakfast because I'm too busy running around the house, looking after, you know, my daughter, making sure that she's got her lunch, that everyone's ready to leave. And I usually only get a coffee in and then in the car on the way to kindy drop off, I'll have a protein bar and it works really well. But if you have a slump time or maybe you have a sugar craving time that you tend to just go crazy wanting all these other treats, it's a really great alternative. They also have, I mean, the one I have is whey-based, but they also have um, vegan-friendly options. So especially like if you need dairy-free, they have them as well. But um, personally, like I've been using some of their supplements for a while and I really, really like them as a brand. So obviously, you know, this isn't advertised or anything. I'm just giving my general idea of something that I like and that's worked for me and friends. And I think it's definitely worth trying. Actually, I tried them because one of my other girlfriends was having them. So, you know, it's been a recommendation on a recommendation, but that is my recommendation of the week. So moving forward, today I thought I would discuss skin health with nutrition. And the reason I wanted to bring this up today was because I was actually writing a blog for work called Skin Health for Summer. And as I was writing it, it was really interesting. And I'm like, oh, there's some really great food options and things that can really help with your skin health that I think sometimes we tend to forget. And especially in Australia, we're currently in spring and we're entering summer pretty soon. So with the season changes, there's obviously skin changes as well. And I know for us, this is amping up to be one of our driest summers that we've had in a while. So Once again, our skins are the ones that are going to pay here. So it is something to consider. But also, you know, if you're listening on the other side of the world, you're currently in autumn and you'll be entering winter. And once again, when you have a big season change and weather change, especially if it's a lot colder where you are, your skin suffers for it. So really, I feel that this episode is good for you no matter where you are living and what season you're going into. So we'll get right into it. Um, there's obviously a few things that contribute to skin health. And sometimes I think we actually aren't even aware of this and what a big difference it can make on our health. 
but gut health is one of the biggest ones. So they say the gut is the second brain to the body. Now that means that in our tummies, we obviously have a bacterial balance or a microbial environment. You might've heard of it like the microbiota. And that is where you have the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. So naturally we actually need both to function and for everything to work in balance. If you picture it like a seesaw, you need good bacteria on one end and bad bacteria on the other end. And you want that balanced. The minute it becomes unbalanced, we have issues going on. Um, so some normal things that tend to cause bacterial imbalances if, is if you have like pathogens and you get sick, it tends to obviously bring in a lot more bad bacteria and that can eat away at the good bacteria. Or in the case of if you've had to take antibiotics or certain medications, it gets rid of all the bacteria. So yes, it's good because it gets rid of the bad bacteria, but it also gets rid of the good bacteria. So once again, you're left without. Um, so one of the easiest ways to increase our good bacteria is through probiotics and prebiotics, and they can naturally be found in foods, which is really cool because it's one of those things you can take it as a supplement, which is great because, you know, there's tablets, powders, all different things, liquids, like heaps of ways available. And it's pretty non-harmful and it's a good way to kind of get it in. But also on a food as medicine perspective, there are so many good foods that are full of probiotics in particular that you can take. Things like your Greek yogurt, any fermented foods. So if you're into sauerkraut, kimchi, um, miso, I love miso soup, um, side note. But yeah, there's a lot of different probiotics that can really, like in foods and even kombucha, if you like drinks, another great way to get it in, um, that can really play a big role on helping to fix that gut. Um, basically, like, as I said, the gut is the second brain, so it influences a lot of things. And I guess the thing is with the skin being the largest organ of our bodies, in case you didn't know that, obviously because it covers all our bodies and it is technically an organ, it is the largest organ that we have. It's also the first barrier where things get in. So obviously it's the biggest contact point for things to get in our body too, which makes sense as why it can be so sensitive and puts up with a lot. And, you know, like there's environmental exposure, obviously UV like the sun. There are lots and lots of things when we put stuff on our skin. Sometimes I think we forget that, but every time you put deodorant on or moisturizer or a perfume or sunscreen or bug spray, or, you know, this is why it's really important to look at the quality of things you are putting on your skin. Because once again, that's all getting ingested into our body and it all plays a difference. So, I feel like I went off on a little bit of a tangent there. But <laughs> my point is, yeah, the the gut has a big part on how the skin works, I guess, too, because the balance of hormones, um, sorry, the balance of like bacteria in our gut plays a role on hormones and immunity as well. And obviously, if your hormones are out of balance, what happens? That's when you start getting dry skin or breakouts or, you know, if you think about it, everything is so linked together like puzzle pieces. Um, so really when we're looking at skin health, we're not just looking at the skin itself, but we're looking at all the things that contribute to it, which is just about everything, like your gut health, your immune system, your hormones, your mental health. So things that are going on in your brain, obviously if you're very stressed and you're not getting enough sleep, the brain is sending signals and hormones, which then change the hormones so then you've got a hormone imbalance which is adding to this 
or you might break out. Like I used to get things called stress sores. I don't know if you've ever had them, but basically I would get really, really stressed. This was mostly like when I was in grade 12 doing big exams and um, yeah, I'd break out in these weird rashes on my arms and once the stress went away, they started going away. So it's something definitely to consider. So when we're looking at things that contribute to skin health, obviously we've said gut health and like hormone health, mental health, um, your nutrition and eating. So obviously that's one of my biggest thought points here. So are you eating foods that react to your skin or are you eating foods that are full of nutrients to help nourish your skin? Because at the end of the day, you need to feed your skin with things that are good for it. Um, But we'll touch on that a bit more very soon. Uh, Your sleep, your stress. So obviously these two play key roles with each other. If you're not giving yourself enough sleep and rest, you will find that you're more tired and you might be more dehydrated. And, you know, like when you haven't had a good night's sleep, what's the first thing you see? The skin on your face. You get dark circles under your eyes and it shows straight away. So, you know, it's really important that our body does have adequate rest so it can recover and regenerate. And when it has time to regenerate, it can produce more of the nutrients that we need to keep us healthy and thriving. Um, As I said, stress as well. So I touched on it earlier, but when you're stressed, we create more of the stress hormone in our body called cortisol, which then in turn can cause more inflammation going on, especially in the gut, which can manifest in the skin. Um, it also can then put the other hormones out of balance, such as like the sex hormones that play a big part on our skin health as well. Um, also when you're stressed, I think you tend to not make the best choices as in like lifestyle and habit wise. So maybe when you're stressed, you're not sleeping, which is then adding to it, or you're not nourishing your body with the correct foods to help it or you're not exercising, maybe your skincare and self-care routine has gone out the window. Maybe you're so stressed and tired that you don't cleanse your face or you're not, I guess, being, what's the word, like um, cognizant of what you're putting on your skin. Maybe you've just picked up a moisturizer at the the store that's full of chemicals and toxins and you're putting that all over you because you're just trying to fix a problem really quickly. Um, I think when we're stressed, we really don't think long-term. We think in the moment and the now of what fixes things at this point, but we're not looking further ahead and long-term at how different things we're doing now are going to affect later on. Um, The next one is obviously lifestyle habits. So smoking is a big one. When you're exposed constantly to different environmental toxins, that is going to play a big role because what happens is Once again, the body ingests this and it creates something called free radicals, which create damage. So they're like these rogue little cells that literally destroy. Like if they're like destroy, 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 they go to like the collagen cells, which is one of the main building block proteins used for our skin health, and they destroy. They also increase inflammation, which then in turn obviously has an effect on every other part of our body. Um, which then also can increase the bad bacteria, reduce the good bacteria. It all comes together. Um, So, yeah, it's really important to look at what you are actually physically exposing yourself to. Um, Obviously, UV exposure. So in the sun, especially in Australia, that is a huge one. We have such high rates of skin cancer. It's scary. On that note, 
another health recommendation for the week, Gogan annual skin check. If you haven't, this is your reminder to do it. I know for myself, I make myself do it every single January. That's just my non-negotiable. I think because it's kind of like towards the end of our summer or the middle, really, I always find it's a really good time for me to go and do it. And I haven't missed a year in, I can't tell you how many years. I also have a huge, huge, huge melanoma history in my family on both sides. So for me, I am very aware of skin cancer and melanomas and the risk of it. And yeah, I, I honestly think that it's one of the most easiest preventative measures you can take is by just going and getting a yearly skin check. Um, I don't know about other countries, but in Australia, you can get it subsidized as well at certain skin cancer clinics. And yeah, it's really easy. It takes like 15 minutes tops. The doctor just looks over you, checks all your skin, checks all your moles and you're on your way. Like it's, yeah, I really do recommend that for anyone. If you haven't got one, this is your sign to book it in. I promise it's not that bad and scary. And you know what? Like my partner always says, oh, but what if they find something? And I'm like, so if they find something, they can be proactive and get on it and get rid of it and nip it in the butt before it becomes a big problem. So if that's something you're worried about, if you're worried about them finding something, it is better they find it now and they can do something really minimal. Maybe it's just a little bit warped and they can cut it out and happy days you move on with your life as opposed to you letting it linger and manifest and spread through your whole body. So I, if you are someone who worries about them finding something, worry about if there is something and they don't find it. Change your perspective, my friends, because yeah. Anyways, skin cancer checks, get to it. I promise you won't regret it. Um, once again, back to factors. Some other factors that can influence our skin health is hydration. So big thing, our skin needs water as our body does because we're made up of nearly 70% water. So it makes sense that our skin needs the hydration to get through. Um, so on average, it's recommended for adults to have roughly around at least two liters of water a day. I personally think if you're an active person or if you're in a really hot condition, that's maybe not enough. I would be aiming for like if you're exercising too, like three liters a day. I think that's a great amount to keep your skin hydrated and happy as well. Um, so hydration is a huge one. Obviously exercise, like anything, if you're moving your body, you're letting oxidation happen, which means that things can move so they can regenerate, they can grow, they can, you know, all the important nutrients that our body makes, it's able to make if it's thriving. So yeah, I think in general, like just with about any health thing, let's be honest, if you are eating well, you're exercising, you've got enough sleep, you're looking at all the factors of your lifestyle, including stress, how you handle it. Um, I really think you can just improve your health quite easily. Like it's not this hugely complex thing to get right from the beginning. Sometimes, yes, some people have, you know, extra complicated things going on. But in general, it's really not that hard to have a baseline look after your health. You've just got to be willing to take small achievable steps. And as I always say, like start with something small, nail it, then kind of add on something else. I saw a girl yesterday and she was getting into exercise and I said to her, I'm like, she's like, how many times should I train a week? Like six times. And I'm like, nah, I'm like, you've been struggling to get once. Let's aim for three. And two of them are, you know, body weight exercises. One of them, she's going for a walk or play golf, something that she enjoys doing. Um, she looked at me like I was a bit crazy, 
but I'm like, you'll be consistent, you'll stick to it. And then when you're ready, you can add more on. But like, why run before you can walk? Let's just get back to the mentality and normalize that it's okay to walk before you run and work your way up to things. Anyway, that's my thought. Um, Okay, so I said I wanted to touch on nutritional foods that can help with skin health. So there's three that I actually just want to bring up and focus on today. One I already brought up, which was probiotics. Um, I've been doing some research on this. It's actually quite interesting. But the research has shown that the use of probiotics may work to restore the normal skin pH and consequently return protease activity levels closer to those seen in young, healthy skin. So they also showed promising effects on reducing free radical damage, which we brought up earlier from UV exposure and helping to prevent sun damage. So it's showing that it can help to restore the the skin's pH levels, which in turn helps to return the activity levels of the protease, which are like the little cells that help um, produce more collagen and like younger, healthier skin. So it's like a cell regeneration. Um, Yeah, so probiotics can help us do that. Uh, The next one I wanted to bring up is ginseng. So I work for a ginseng company. Um, I have a lot to do with ginseng and it is a really great superfood. I'm not sure about other countries. I know some countries it's very popular in. In Australia, it is pretty unknown. Like you might see it as a tea ingredient or something, but it's really, it's a bit of an underdog. Like it's, personally, I think it's a really, really great um, superfood and it's just a little bit unknown, but I I always hope to change that, not just because work-wise it's something that I should do, but also because I genuinely believe it is a good product. Um but yes, so it's a superfood. If you don't know what it is, it comes from the root of the Panax genus of plants, which um, need to be grown in like very cold and specific environments. And basically they need to be grown for a minimum of six years to be able to get the ginsenicide levels, which is like the active component that makes it work to a hardened amount. And then they get dried and ground down into a powder or an extract is how most people take them. But yeah, you might find it's in tea. Sometimes it's in different skincare things. But it's in more things than you realize. We just don't really realize it's in them. But anyway, that's enough of a little backstory. We can talk about ginseng another time. But what it helps to do is it helps to keep our skin healthy by boosting circulation in blood vessels and potentially ramping up collagen synthesis and firming the skin. Um, As it is also a natural antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory, it helps to prevent free radical damage that can contribute to aging and wrinkles. So, you know, it, it's another great one um, for helping with a variety of reasons, like helping against the free radical damage, um, increasing the circulation and helping to up the collagen synthesis, which, as we said, is one of the main building blocks of the skin. Um, but, yeah, I really like ginseng. So if you're free, have a Google because you never know what you might learn. Um, and then the next one that I want to bring up is vitamin C rich foods. So you know what, like a lot of people, I think know deep down that vitamin C is great for skin health. I don't think that's a totally shocking concept. Um, but once again, they naturally boost collagen and they also help to maintain the level of it because what happens is I think once we hit about 25 in females, roughly 
as we get older, our collagen decreases over time and we don't produce as much or maintain as much as we used to. So it's like this downhill spiral basically as we go older. And that's how aging happens because we stop producing as much of these nutrients as we used to when we were, you know, young spring chickens. And that's what creates the start of it. So eating more vitamin C rich foods does help to maintain the level that you've currently got. It also helps to increase the synthesis, so create more of it and prevent damage to it because you can damage collagen. Um, so it's really fun to know, or not fun, but you know, it's good to know that it can really help with that. Um, but you know, as we've kind of mentioned a few times, collagen does help to keep the skin firm, prevent sagging, thinning and wrinkles. So collagen is the go. Um, on that note, you can also go for collagen supplements. There are lots of really great options available uh, that are worth giving a try. So I would recommend, you know, if you're like, oh, these foods are a great idea, but I also want to have other options, collagen supplements are the bomb. My main one that I like to use is Naked Harvest. So that's an Australian brand. I'm not sure if you can get it in the States, but it's a really awesome local brand to us and it's worth checking out if you haven't heard of it. Um, but they make a natural collagen powder, which is worth trying. Um, and it's really easy. You can actually add it into your coffee or smoothies and it's a really good way to add it in. But back to vitamin C rich foods. So sometimes I think we think that vitamin C rich foods are just in citrus fruits but they're in so many other things as well so when we say citrus fruits obviously things like your lemons oranges um grapefruits they all contain vitamin c but so does things like your peppers or capsicums strawberries and cruciferous vegetables so that's like all your green veggies like your leafy ones so things like spinach broccoli um beans all the greenies white potatoes and tomatoes um so it's really easy to get vitamin c into your day i i kind of think that if you have heard of this list and it's not something you're getting into your day maybe that should be the goal that you start with is start with one vitamin c rich food into your day possibly more like i think it's something we should be having every day because Vitamin C does so much more than just increasing skin health. It really does help with our immune system as well. It keeps us healthier and it keeps our immune able to fight things off a lot easier too. Um, so they're the main foods I looked into, but obviously there are so many food groups that you can go to. Um, so all of like your good fats. So fish is a great one. Increasing like all the omega-3s is wonderful. Um, nuts and seeds are great ones as well. Avocado is lovely. So all the good fats, as I mentioned, really important. Um, bone broth is a great one. So bone broth is a really good natural source of probiotics as well, but also collagen mainly is the biggest part of it. It is like a source of collagen. So if you didn't want to take a supplement, bone broth is a great option to go for as well. Organ meats, although I have to admit, I personally hate organ meats. So, I mean, it, it's recommended as one, but I'm not going to say go eat it because I won't, um, just being real. But yeah, so I think when it comes to skin health, the good thing is that everything you do to support your skin that we've talked about also supports your overall health and well-being. So regardless, like you should notice a difference with your skin. 
as a minimum, but more than that, you know, you're going to be healthy and thriving, have more energy, a stronger immune system, less getting sick, and maybe you'll have a better mental health from it. Like it's, I really think that it's like anything, like doing a health change is so much more than just changing one aspect. You know, it really does. It's like a domino effect or a butterfly effect, like in a good way where it just keeps going further and further into other facets of your life, which is really, really cool. But that's all I'm really going to talk about for skin health. Actually, I lied. I think I'm actually, I have to say, let's be honest, I'm not very good when it comes to knowing different skincare products to use. Like I'm a bit of a rookie. I'm not someone who naturally is into makeup and this big skincare routine. Like I try different things here and there that I really like. Probably the basics that I know is that it's really good to have a great cleanser to use that on your face daily and having some good moisturizers make a big difference as well. So like I'll use, I have a day cream and a night cream. And I also really like using hyaluronic acid. It helps to really hydrate and nourish the skin. And I actually notice a really big difference on that. But like I said, I'm not really someone who's great when it comes to skincare. So we might get someone on another episode who can really dive into this for us and help us out a bit and give us some ideas. But on that note, if you are looking for a community or something to follow to give you that little bit of um, inspiration with your health and well-being, and also support and make you feel not alone and just, you know, have some people to talk to about stuff, even about the episodes. We do have a Facebook group called Healthy Not Hungry. So that's Healthy Not Hungry on Facebook if you look in the groups. And we'd love for you to join us and be part of that so we can all share this journey together and keep going further. So we really are trying to encourage creating community. So if you want to jump on, we would absolutely love to have you there. But hopefully, like backtrack to the episode, hopefully you've learned something about your skin health and if you have, just let us know. Feel free to send us a message um, and, yeah, just let us know what you think. But have a wonderful day. Well, that's all we have time for today, but thank you so much for tuning in. For more episodes, subscribe to the Healthy Not Hungry podcast on your local podcast streaming site or follow us on socials at healthy.inspiration. That's spelt with an R-A-C-H-I-O-N. Thank you again. We hope you have a great day. Stay healthy and happy and we'll see you next time. Still hungry for more? Don't forget to join us next Wednesday at 9am again as we're back on every Wednesday at 9am and we'd love to have you join us as we discuss more things health, well-being, training, nutrition and everything in between. In the meantime, though, if you want more, make sure you check out our podcast, Healthy Not Hungry, and leave a review and also subscribe and like and whatever else, share it with a friend. We'd love for you to spread the love through health and looking after yourself. Thank you.